Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host, Roberto, coming to you from Whistler, British Columbia. And, uh, and today I've decided to talk to you a little bit about the independence of RV life, or what I like to call Airstream life, because for the last five years, we've spent a big chunk of our life living out of a silver bullet capsule, iconically known as the Airstream. And uh, this is an RV. And for those that don't know uh, what an RV is, it's a recreational vehicle. And that's basically whether it's a camper or it could be a camper that also drives itself like, um, like a sprinter van. That is all under the category of RV. And truth be told, the RV lifestyle has been a very big part of the last five years of our life. You know, it was a dream for a long, long time um, to own an Airstream. Indeed, we would look at them in brochures and on TV. And, and uh, back in the day, I'd, buy, I'd get the pamphlets of the Airstream and, uh, and I'd dream. But they are indeed expensive with a small Bambi Sport like ours costing you about 60 US um, plus tax plus bells and whistles, plus insurances, um, you know, ours ended up being 80,000 Canadian dollars. So, uh, so they are very expensive, but I can't emphasize enough how they are fantastic to live out of because they have revolutionized for the millennial not having to work from the office because so many jobs today are not from an office or a cubicle, but they are from the road wherever you can find yourself, your phone, your laptop, um, perhaps a headset. <laughs> um, and that's, that's the, you know, one of the great changes in our technological revolution is being able to, tra to work from anywhere in the world. And I think millennials, we took this to the next step because it wasn't just about being on the road, but we were also on the wave of this technological revolution where each of our phone became more powerful than the computers that we had when we were younger. And at the same time, um, it, it's, it's just a decentralized system of marketing that's come around and of web design and of selling things like Amazon and having your own Amazon store and affiliate marketing and all these different and unique ways of making uh, an income, which I think are a big part of our millennial generation. So one of the things that I wanted to share with you today is, you know, for the last uh, four and a half years, we've been Airstream ambassadors. And uh, what does this mean is basically that we represented this spectacular and iconic brand um, for, for many years and um, very, very excited to be uh, and, and to have been for these years uh, ambassadors for them because we were one of the first. And, uh, and basically the way it happened is I first bought my Airstream and then I thought to myself, hey, you know, in 2017, I got it. And I said to myself, hey, now that I've got this and I've got a model that's of the year, then perhaps I can approach Airstream and see if they would be interested in working with me. And in the way I work with ambassadorships is sometimes I go backwards, which is, 
by getting the product, I can demonstrate that what I do with it is really cool and that I take spectacular videos and photos. And therefore, the brands become interested in saying like, hey, look what he did with our content. Perhaps he can continue to do that and we can buy some of that content or use it. And in exchange, we could either pay them or or help them out with payments or different types of things. So, so being an Airstream ambassador came with lots of awesome perks and, uh, and we're very happy that we've been so for many years and we know that we will continue to be working with them, but, um, it seems like the Airstream ambassadorship program as it stands now might be changing very, very soon. So I thought it's an apt moment before it does to say, to, to share with you a little bit about our journey with them. So after re- reaching out to them, I said, hey, you know, this is what I'd, I'd love to do and create. And uh, and I got a message back from their, I think their, it was their normal marketing team, not even the marketing team. It was probably like the person that did their web. And they're like, oh, fill out this form. And sorry, not interested. And then I, so I filled out the form and then it was like kind of, oh, we appreciate it, but not interested. And then like two weeks later, confusingly, I got another email saying, hey, we'd love to chat with you and have a, a voice video call um, because we think you'd be an awesome ambassador and we just want to go through it. So so that's te- one of the things that happens is it's so important to, to when you're working on any type of ambassadorship or program with a company that it's reaching the right person because if you don't reach the right person, then really um, the decision-making powers of whoever might have given you an answer already doesn't mean anything. So uh, reach the right person had a conversation with them, and then the ball started to get rolling. And we were one of their first ambassadors. And in January 2016, they put us up on their ambassador page. Um, Roberto and Bella Gibbons, and I'm going to read it to you because this is part of taking you on the journey of being an Airstream ambassador and how we have adapted it to our life. And I think with each of these posts that, that come from their Airstream page, you'll be able to get a glimpse into what it was to be an Airstream ambassador for us and how we went on quite the journey uh, of being an ambassador through this time. So, Roberto and Bella, January 16th, 2018, the first post, I think we're ambassadors number three or four, um, and here we go. Wilderness, survival, sport. If you ask Roberto and Bella Gibbons what led them to become full-time nomads, they're quick to tell you these three concepts are the driving force behind their unique lifestyle. This self-described avid backcountry couple has been living with the wind in their hair for years. Calling mobile spaces and natural spaces home isn't a novel concept for the couple, but their brand spanking new 2017 Airstream Sport is. The Sport isn't the only new addition to the family. Roberto and Bella have their bubbly eight-month-old by their side during every adventure. Shortly after their baby boy Mikio was born, the couple acted on their years-long dream of owning an Airstream. We thought the most logical step was to go for that dream that we always had, says Roberto. See, I'm, it's same stuff I was telling you about. Um, he was that the push. He Mikio was the push behind finally getting our airstream. For this little family, life is now marked by so much happiness. They focus on the things they love. Each day is an adventure, an opportunity to decide how best to spend their time together. Roberto and Bella revel in this freedom and intentionality of living. It makes sense that they decided to name their airstream Happy. Before embarking with Mikio and Happy, Roberto and Bella largely lived out of their SUV for over five years. Collaborating as adventure travel photographers, videographers, and social media influencers, the two traveled Canada and the U.S. in their Nissan Pathfinder, hauling along everything they needed to live and work. 
While they could control where they went and when, one thing they could never quite count on was the weather. We would have to jump out and pitch the dent, regardless of the conditions, says Roberto. It could be raining or snowing. Part of our lifestyle was accepting that, okay, we pitch the tent in any condition. Remembering those days, Roberto says the couple discovered early that their happiness lies in wild places. So that's where they went. When Roberto and Bella weren't busy working, they focused their time on adventure exploring. Among their favorite activities are backcountry skiing, canoe camping, sea kayaking, rock climbing, and kite surfing. This was the stuff that filled them up the most. Roberto says these experiences have brought the couple to the root of what it means to be human, to be truly alive and connected to another person. You have to survive, says Roberto. You have to make it through big waves or cold water or dropping temperatures. That's what makes it so wonderful for us. The mixture of survival, adrenaline, and being together. Reflecting on one adventure memory, Roberto says, it's the coolest thing in the world when you're paddling and the stars are reflecting on the water. It's magical. We really enjoy kayaking and canoeing at night. Everything is relative to your abilities and we're safe. We're very comfortable in those types of scenarios. Bella and Roberto's Airstream has elevated their expedition-rich lifestyle to new levels of comfort and style. While this couple still loves the, the, to still explores the wilds of nature, they do so with Mikio in tow. And when the day is done, they say to him, we're going home. Home is the Airstream. Home is happy. And unlike in their previous life of camping out of their SUV, there's a hot shower and dry space waiting for them when they return. Roberto is used to getting is still getting used to it, but it feels good. Pretty much every time I get out of the airstream and walk maybe 30 feet away, I tend to turn back and look at it and say to myself, whoa, that's cool. Just after Mikio was born, the couple ditched their Pathfinder, <laughs> the Pathfinder actually died, um, and bought a 600 square foot home in Worcester, B.C. They rarely stay there, though, choosing instead to rent it out with Airbnb so they can be free to go as they please. I've talked about this on uh, previous uh, podcast posts about uh, Airbnb being our place, but it's really neat to be seeing this from 2018 and uh, how we were viewed and how uh, we did things. It didn't take long for them to realize they had missed the freedom of their previous way of living. We ached to get back to the road. That very simple life, we missed it. When we were just focused on where we would go that day and wonderfully simple pleasures like making our coffee and just sitting and enjoying the trees before breakfast. So their full-time Airstreamer life was born. And it's something the couple doesn't ever see giving up. They plan to travel the world, homeschooling Mikio when that time comes. People ask when we're going to stop, says Roberto. For us, this is how we live. We don't want to live any other way. The Airstream was a solution to living this way with a baby instead of saying, we're going to stop and have a traditional life. We don't have any intention of stopping anytime soon. So really neat that, uh, you know, it emphasizes how excited we were when we got our Airstream, because indeed I would turn back and look at uh, Happy and be like, wow, that's ours. That's so cool. Really, really, really excited. And, um, and it led us to so many unique places and that's one of the things i wanted to tell you tell you guys a little bit about tonight is some of the places we went to so if you go on this blog post uh from january 16th 2018 well uh, you'll see some pictures where we're sitting under majestic northern lights um, and that was indeed one of the trips that we have taken happy up to all the way to the northwest territories to watch the northern lights um and that, so that's 2018. Let's move on to 2019. 
uh, big changes had come in that year because one of the really cool things about being an Airstream ambassador is that it helped me in rekindling my relationship with Jeep as well because I had shot, uh, we had shot with Jeep some, some years ago. And, uh, and of course, it made total sense that they would be interested in us shooting uh, the Airstream simply because um, it's a great combination, you know, to have the Airstream and the Jeep. So Airstream helped us get, in a way, this Jeep ambassadorship, uh, while at the same time, Jeep Airstream was delighted that Jeep was shooting with us. And so it worked both ways. And so that's one of the really neat things about uh, having being an Airstream ambassador is that um, that it helped us get different gigs that we might not have gotten otherwise. One of which was getting a brand new Gladiator fully loaded $78,000 uh, Jeep uh, SUV, uh, SUV pickup that could pull the Airstream. And so we decided to take it all across Canada, down the coast of the U.S., cross all of the U.S. with it and go up the coast of the West Coast. So it was an epic journey that fortunately happened right before the pandemic. So this is 2019. And the article on in Airstream's website, it's called, it's in the lifestyle section, it's called Two Kids, One Airstream, and a Jeep Gladiator. An update from the expedition, expeditioners as they adjust to life with a toddler, a newborn, and a new expedition vehicle. So there are a few different catalysts at the time. It was not only that Mikio had become a toddler, but Catalina had arrived and so had a new SUV, being the Gladiator. Heading out with a new baby and toddler in tow can be one of the most overwhelming, exhausting, and challenging experiences for any parent. Whether it's a trip to the grocery store or a dinner out, there's diaper bags to pack, weather to consider, and snacks and toys to bring along so everyone is happy. And that's just going across town. Imagine taking your baby, your new baby and toddler up a mountain. A lot has changed in the last seven months for Airstream Ambassadors Roberto and Bella, collectively known as the Expeditioners. With two new family members, their adventures are evolving, but they aren't slowing down at all. Nothing gives these two adventure-seeking spirits greater joy than sharing their expeditions with their children. Seven months ago, they welcomed daughter Catalina Sofia into the world. They also added a 2020 Jeep Gladiator pickup to their fleet, and the new ride gives the family even more flexibility and range to pursue their adventures. Hiking to British Columbia's Wedgemount Lake is a grueling task even for the experienced hikers. With an elevation gain of more than 3,000 feet over four miles, the ascent to the breathtaking views can take more than seven hours. It's known as one of the hardest hikes in Whistler, and a toddler and a baby add a toddler and a baby into the mix, and the hike becomes a supreme test of logistical aptitude, not to mention physical and mental strength. Some people do Ironman, says Roberto, laughing. I take my kids up Wedgemount. Same thing. <laughs> and I do remember uh, saying that. Hiking in the past without packs, Roberto and Bella have been able to reach the summit in two hours. Last year with Mikio, their toddler, it took six hours. This year, hiking to Wedgemount Lake included an overnight stay, stop halfway up. Extreme adventures are nothing new to Roberto and his family, but summiting Wedgemount this time with his little family required some superhuman strength. Carrying an 80-pound pack with all the essentials necessary for his family of four for their five-day alpine adventure, Roberto resembled a pack mule. 
Bella, his wife, carried both children, one on the front and one on the back, plus an additional 10-pound pack for a total of over 50 pounds. When the climb intensified, the crew set up a mini-camp so the kids could rest while Roberto carried his pack to the summit. He dropped the pack, came back down, and picked up Mikio, relieving some of the weight from Bella. Then together they climbed the mile to the summit. Whenever there were arduous sections, I would take my pack up, drop it, and come and get my toddler, Roberto remembers. I did that three three times on the way up. It was a he-man effort. The reward of knowing I was getting my family up this mountain was spectacular. He says, I pretty much crashed for about 12 hours after that. Um, the descent was the same, although much easier because the added weight and doubling back was done on the decline. In true adventure-seeking fashion, the climb up Wedgemount wasn't without misadventure. Before departing, um, uh, before departing, keys were accidentally locked in a storage unit. Hiking poles were left behind. A credit card was lost, but they pushed on. One boy, one girl, an Airstream in a Jeep. Any adventuring family would call this clan complete. After climbing to Wedgemount Lake, their journey together as part of four across Canada continued with a ferry ride to Vancouver Island. There they set up at Nitnat Lake for some kite surfing in their new Nash gear and spent time learning to wing surf. While Catalina Sofia hasn't slowed the crew down, their seven-month-old has demanded some changes to their setup. She's taken over the airstream, Roberto said about the smallest member of the family. Lately, I've been delegated to the Tapui tent, the rooftop tent on top of the jeep. Roberto says having the Jeep has allowed them to reach places they can't access with Happy, their 16-foot 2017 Airstream Sport in tow. The pickup gives them more room to store their gear and allows them to go deeper into the bush. I tell a lot of people that I used to get a big kick out of my adrenaline-filled adventures, like climbing mountains, and in a big way, I think I get a higher intrinsic reward from getting my little family to some of these places, Roberto said. It's a beautiful but selfish feeling to do something challenging on your own. It's the opposite of selfish to get your family to those locations. But when you're standing on top of a mountain, looking out on a vista with your whole family, it's very rewarding. As rewarding as the adventures are, the Gibbons family is always ready to return to their Airstream. He associates happy as being at home, Roberto said about Mikio. He spent more time in the camper than he's ever spent in our one-bedroom in Whistler. Already, Catalina has been on four flights and more than a handful of extreme adventures. She has some catching up to do to reach Mikio's 46 flights, though. Together, this brother-sister doing is seeing more of the world than most adults ever will. We had our second one in the hopes of entertaining our first, said Roberto said. We spend so much time away from people. So far, the strategy has worked. He's head over heels in love with her, Roberto said, about Mikio's adoration for Catarina. He's so caring and entertained. He wakes every morning, and the first things he wants to do is see Vevey. It's funny enough because now the nickname for Vevey for a couple of years was Vevey, the way Mikio would say it. Upcoming adventures include a trip to the Rockies, a solo adventure for Roberto on Moline Lake for four days of paddling, and then back across Canada to do some canoeing on the East Coast. Roberto admits there are definitely some logistics involved in making sure the whole crew is content, no matter what adventure they are undertaking. It hasn't been as difficult as we imagined it would be, he says with a laugh. Maybe we'll make another human in a year or two. So that's kind of cool that uh, to jump from one post where we're talking about just having had Mikio, how that catalyst made us have 
and made us get the Airstream. And then on the next post, it's another child catalyst and then uh, a new vehicle catalyst as well. <laughs> so so it's uh, neat to be you know jumping along with these uh, with these steps. I just wanted to see something here before I miss any of their. Nope, that's the same one there. All right, so we've got we've got we've got adventure with a toddler in tow. So this was one of the ones I think I jumped over. Yeah, I jumped over. This was supposed to be, I had to read this one to you in between the life with just Mikio and then Katarina joining. So this was uh, written for Airstream uh, and it starts with adventure equals life right here. Okay, so adventure equals life, January 16th. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. All right, here we go. January 16th. Uh, go someone was trying to call on my phone but uh, <laughs> i don't know if you heard that but uh yes no not able to so uh adventure equals life january 16th 2019 i had jumped i think to january 16th 2018 and yeah i had jumped by a year so let me jump in on this one Roberto and Bella weave adventure into nearly every aspect of their lives as they travel in a 16-foot airstream sport for Airstream ambassadors, Roberto and Bella, a.k.a. the Expeditioners, the line between adventure and life is particularly blurry. They've chosen to make adventure the focus of their lives together, tossing aside the fears and doubts they often hold that often hold people back. They embrace not just adventure, but a life where adventure is a near-constant presence. Somewhere up the trail, the girl called for help, and it wasn't like someone had twisted their ankle. It was frantic. I dropped my pack and sprinted, my boots kicking up a trail of dirt as I ran. She screamed again, and what she said was so clear. Bear! That's when I saw it. A bear crashing through the bush, chasing this girl up the trail. I screamed, and that was enough to make it stop. It turned toward me, and I, yell and I yelled at it again, jumping up and down. I was thinking about a wilderness survival book I'd read as a kid. There was a paragraph about encountering large animals, but I couldn't remember if this was the technique to deal with bears, elephants, or lions. It turns out that it didn't matter. The bear just snorted and left. The girl thanked me. That was all it took. Our eyes met. We fell in love and spent the next 13 years together looking for adventure we could find. When I, when I met Bella, I'd been traveling solo across Canada for eight years. This story with the bear, it's the kind of story that always came to me when I dreamed of finding someone to share my adventures. Something dramatic, something dangerous. Love born in the heat of adventure. But the truth is, Bella and I met in a bar in Montreal, about as far from bears as you can get. I was born a city slicker, but you'd never know it looking at my Instagram account. In fact, these days I can't imagine living in a city at all. I wouldn't live in one, even if you paid me. I'm happiest when I'm exploring remote places and partaking in extreme sports with my lady. For me, the seed of adventure was planted when I was 11. My parents sent me to Camp Kanawana, a YMCA camp in the Laurentian Mountains of Quebec, about an hour and a half drive from Montreal. On multi-day canoe trips that lasted anywhere from two nights to a week, I fell in love with the simplicity of the outdoors. Fast forward to age 16, with a driver's license in hand, I had a need for adventure and the feeling that I could do anything. I took every chance I had to drive my SUV as far north in Canada as I could. 
exploring the most remote locations, canoe tripping, kayaking, and hiking in La Vérendrie and Papineau Labelle before heading further out into places like Tamagami, Lake Superior, Algonquin Park, Georgian Bay, James Bay, Cartwright, the Eye of Quebec, and even to Labrador. Um, I just wanted to look at something here for a moment. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, after eight years immersed in the outdoors, uh, I met Bella. Uh, not in the wilderness as I had dreamed I would, but at the W Hotel Bar uh, in Montreal's Old Port. I just want to see something here. All these people are offline. I wanted to invite some people, but they're offline here. I have to find a different way. Okay, anyways, I digress. Uh, Bella was a fellow city dweller with no prior camping or extreme sports experience. In fact, the first time I took her out to share my love of adventure, she got so distracted, swatting bugs, more bugs than she'd ever seen before, that she didn't see the canoe still strapped to the top of the vehicle, and she hit her head twice. Bella will tell you that she spent the first two years tolerating my adventures just to spend time with me, but that tolerance grew into a passion that we shared together today. After 13 years, we're still taking every chance for exploration we come across, always seeking to up the adventure factor in any way we can. We own a 16-foot Airstream Sport that we named Happy, and it was a game-changer. We went from tent camping out of our SUV to having a furnace, showers, and a place to prepare food and sleep. Whether we're climbing down off Mount Whitney's mountaineer route, in sub-freezing temperatures, see kayak camping on the Eye of Quebec when it's so cold that the water freezes the moment it touches your dry suit, or visiting Iceland in January and living out of a van and tent in minus four in 75 mile per hour winds, having happy to come home to makes both of us happy. And with all these adventures under our belt and so many more to come, we decided to take out one of the greatest adventures of all parenting and so that was uh part one written in january and then here's part two an adventuring couple add a child to the mix and discover a new kind of joy on the road people have asked me if we ever considered this is written by me but at that time right people have asked me if we ever considered not having children because of our adventure lifestyle for us that was never really a question we knew we'd have kids and that they would just become a part of our adventure. Um, for us, the only thing that is different is we added an Airstream sport to our family at almost the same time our little man entered the adventure scene. And that has made a huge difference. It's a warm place for us to crash and our home base while we get out and explore. Extreme adventures are all part of our daily life. We haven't changed the places we desire to visit or the place types of extreme sports we take part in since our son arrived. To date, our little man Mikio has been on 44 flights. He's actually been on 65 now. I know people who wouldn't even consider an airline flight with a baby or toddler. We do it all the time. I think it's all about the vibe you give your child. If you're comfortable and happy and relaxed, then the child will be relaxed. We've learned that if we are chill, the little man will be chill too. When we face extreme situations, part of our ability to be comfortable comes down to being prepared. We never want to get ourselves into a situation where we are pushing ourselves to go further or take on elements we aren't equipped to handle. Taking things we might not need and planning for surprises is part of our adventure. Even though we have Happy, the name we've given to our airstream, we always have a tent with us so we know no matter what, if we need to take a break, we can call it an afternoon or evening and start fresh the next day when the weather is different or after we've had a chance to regroup. 
traveling like this, there are always situations that are less than ideal. Instead of freaking out and pushing through and risking causing an accident, we just call it a day. We always have a contingency plan for a long trip. We also towed a lot of gear. With our shiny aluminum travel trailer in tow, we have plenty of room for anything we would need. Fellow extreme adventurers look at us rather perplexed sometimes, like we ought to be traveling lighter. But having the gear enables us to continue our adventures and remain safe and comfortable. We even take our downed coats to the beach with us when we kite surf. After a day of letting the wind catch your kite and tow you across the waves, you always end up coming out of the water onto a windswept beach. That same wind that lets you launch off these waves and fly through the air over the ocean is the same wind that makes you catch a chill on the beach. But if you have that down coat, you could just throw it on and you won't be uncomfortable. When we're in extreme cold, having the right gear makes the adventure possible. We use lots of layers, down jackets, duck boots, proper wool and waterproof mitts. I know if I have on the right gear and the little man is dressed the same as me, he's good to go. So while some people see our adventures as risky, the decisions we make are very calculated. We always have backup plans and we always carry a two-way satellite device, first aid, and medical kits in addition to the best gear for any situation. Sure, your preparedness reaches a certain point and there are things you can't be prepared for, but that can happen walking down a street in normal temperatures too. Even with all our preparations though, we've ended up in our fair share of tricky situations. Now, one of the you know truth and neat things about that post is that um, we do end up in, in tricky situations sometimes. And that's why it's so important to, uh, like the camper, it gives us uh, a comfort that uh, in bad weather or after a long day in the backcountry, then we can just uh, go shelter ourselves in happy and all will be well. When our son was two months old, we were in a remote area of Mexico and he was inconsolable. He cried and cried and we had no idea what it was that was making him so upset. We tried to feed him, to rock him to sleep, and nothing would soothe him. We didn't know at the time, but he had colic. It's something that affects a lot of babies, but for us, here we were in the middle of nowhere. We couldn't get out quickly, and we had a baby that was waking up the hills around us with his lungs. Obviously, we were very stressed about getting him to a doctor, especially being brand new parents. As the case with any baby who is colic, the stress passed and everything was okay. We learned a lot and we were ready for whatever came next. And that's adventure. There will always be misadventure. Getting through it is what makes us stronger as we go through, grow through the experience together. Around the time that our little man was eight months old, we took a 12-day canoe trip to the Northwest Territories up to the far north of Canada. It was the beginning of September when temperatures are below freezing at night. The trip was full of portages. We were required to carry the gear, carry the canoe and all our supplies between bodies of water. A lot of gear, even before we added an eight-month-old to carry around. The plan was that we'd, we'd be picked up at the end of our trip by a float plane. Even though we'd prepared well, we couldn't avoid tricky situations near the end of the trip. We ran out of diapers. With the temperature dipping below freezing, we couldn't let the little man be wet at any time. We sacrificed a few shirts and a sleeping bag to get us through. When the float plane arrived, the pilot, who had children of his own, brought us three different sizes of diapers. On this particular trip, we were also ready to get back to the comforts of Happy, our Airstream, for warmth and showers and some downtime. The reality of any trip we take is that the potential for misadventure is what makes them adventures in the first place. 
It's nearly impossible for a trip to go perfectly well. And what I've learned is that, that it's all about how you react when things go wrong. It's best to pause and decide how to deal with the situation. If you react with action and not stress, you can make it through some pretty trying times. Of course, this is true whether you're at home in the suburbs or out in the wild. We try to remind ourselves that afterwards we'll look back and laugh, even if the furthest thing from our minds at that time is laughter. I think I learned the hard way. Simply reacting with emotions isn't going to make things any better. It's only going to make things worse. I reacted the wrong way plenty of times before I learned to respond with action. My wife and I started to understand this before the little man was born, and over time we have conditioned ourselves not to react the wrong way. Between weather, illness, and adventure in the backcountry with a toddler, we are constantly practicing reaction with action. Of course, just when we think we have it figured out, we decide to go and add a new baby to our family. Soon, the three of us will become four. And then came the post that I had already read to you about uh, traveling with, with a little one. And, uh, and I think this will be the last post that I'm going to read to you from the Airstream website, uh, where you can find us in the ambassadors section, uh, the best way to travel with kids. Uh, well, there's that one. Then there was recipe for adventure. I've read you that. And the best way to travel with kids. Yeah. In January 2019, Bella gave birth to our second baby, if a girl na we named Katarina Sofia Givens. If I'm being honest, I don't know how we're going to do it. Adventure traveling, carting a toddler, and all the gear, sometimes it's just too much for us to manage. We laugh that we need to bring someone else along just for their two extra arms. Life with the kids is going to get a whole lot more interesting. It will be uncharted territory. Having two children is completely new, let alone figuring out how to maintain our current adventure-based lifestyle. Note, uh, we ha now have three children <laughs> because uh, we just wanted to make it more complicated. <laughs> um, passports can take up to six weeks to arrive after birth, so we're currently spending some time hunkered down around Whistler, all four of us figuring out life together inside of Happy. When we receive her passport, right, because just when Katarina was born, we were living in the Airstream and renting out our place on Airbnb. When we receive her passport, hopefully sometime around mid-February, we'll take our first adventure with two kids. Right now is the, the plan is to head down the coast of California, very slowly, because we know the baby will not take long to car rides and there's a lot to see. It's a trip we've actually never done before and we're looking forward to, to doing it. We actually ended up going down to Oregon. Once we reach the border, we'd like to head east to Florida, also a new destination for us. Kind of funny that we did this a year after pre-pandemic, kind of in an opposite direction. So that's the plan. But we are very well aware that our plan might morph or change, which it did, based on what life brings our way with a new baby. It might seem crazy to some for us to add another baby to our expeditions. But for us, it's just the way we do life while growing our family at the same time. One of the biggest reasons for having a second child is so our son, Mikio, will have a companion. In a way, we spend so much time away from the world, we didn't think it was fair for his only friends in the bush to be his mom and dad. He deserves someone that he can have the best adventures with, a built-in playmate and friend, and so we'll continue our extreme lifestyle together to whatever level we can while they are young. We've come to understand that camping is the best way to travel with kids. Before we had done it, I might have thought that hotels were the best option. 
But with an Airstream, you can make frequent stops, and you don't have to worry about meltdowns on an airplane, and everywhere you park is your outdoor playground. Not to mention, it can save you money and take you to some amazing places. As our family grows and our adventures change, we hope we are leaving our children with a scrapbook of memories they can enjoy. And there you go, folks. That gives you a little bit about the journey of, uh, of us as Airstreamers and Airstream ambassadors and how it began with being a catalyst for the first kid and then um, the travels that we did with Mickey and the adventures and then another kid, uh, which was Catalina, obviously, and how happy was, was a big part of that. And of course, um, Ariella even has done some little trips in the Airstream and uh, and it's it's a way of traveling which allows us to to visit places in comfort and in style because there is are a few things that have style like an airstream does um, and yeah so very grateful for that journey and all the opportunities uh, that it's brought uh, it gives a lot of independence to when you're working and a lot of independence to your travel and not having to rely on hotels or or be concerned about having a warm place and privacy. And uh, and I would definitely highly recommend an Airstream to anybody. And I've had a lot of people actually have bought them based on, on our recommendations. And we've got a few friends that can vouch for that as well. Um, so highly recommend. And, and I think that's it. That's all today for the independence of the Airstream lifestyle and taking on a journey of us being ambassadors uh, for Airstream. And, uh, and there you go. It's been, uh, it's been a good jaunt. And now I have to, I have to go. You see a friend of mine put gasoline in a diesel car. <laughs> so, uh, so he's stuck on the side of the highway about an hour and a half away. And, oh, wait, I think, uh, I think that's him. Hello. Are you, how are we doing? Oh, you have to unmute your, your call in Wangsu. How do you? Oh, done. Hi. Done. Hi. Where are you? So wait, wait. This is the friend that by mistake put gasoline in a diesel car. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what. That's a first for me today. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, today, or or any day, I hope. Uh yeah, any day. Uh, and uh, how new is the car that you were driving? A thousand kilometers. Wow. <laughs> yep. I don't know what to tell you except that I feel terrible for you, more terrible than I having to go pick you up. Where are you? Are you sitting in the car on a flatbed right now? No, no. The car is in the dealership. I'm just standing outside uh, somewhere in North Vancouver. Oh, very good. So I guess you're waiting for me? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I got to say... I feel for you, and uh, and a note to, to our listeners that they should always make sure they're using the right type of petrol for the car they've got. Yeah. I wish I had an Airstream with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be a lot more comfortable, that's for sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. And sounds good, Miwangsu. Well, I guess I'll see you soon. I better get off this uh, this call and get headed out to you, because there's probably going to be traffic with all the people leaving from Whistler. Yep. Probably. I, <laughs> I feel for you. I I appreciate that, and uh, and you saved us a few times before, so it's all fair. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see you in a moment or in an hour and a half. Send me your location. <laughs>
All right, there we go. Uh, poor guy. I feel for him. Great heart. And uh, sometimes mind might be somewhere else. <laughs> All right. I'm Roberto for the Expeditioners. Thanks again for listening in tonight. And uh, stay tuned for the next podcast to come. Expeditioner, out. <laughs>